In this episode, I'm going to talk about the trajectory of your year and setting long-term goals using the materials from the Stepping Stones Year One and Beyond book, as well as the materials in Curriculum Club. So let's go. For so many teachers who are transitioning over to comprehension-based instruction or CI or proficiency-based instruction or communicative language teaching or whatever you want to call it, uh, and even for a lot of teachers who've been doing it for a long time, the trajectory of the year and knowing where they are going can be quite challenging. And for me, it was as well for a long time because I knew that all the kids needed to do was listen and read comprehensible messages and they would gradually acquire more and more ability in the language and it would just, like magic, accumulate in their brains and they would one day be able to open up their mouths and have the language fall out of it like my first TPRS trainer Donna Tatum-Johns told me uh, long, long ago. So if they would just sit down and listen to me and read some stuff in French and Spanish, then I knew that they would eventually just acquire the ability to produce their own language. So every single day I would just fill the period with some in, with information. I would just come up with new strategies and I would just talk in French and we would read in French. And sure, kids were acquiring the language. That's really all they need. All they need is input. Reading, listening, and understanding the language. And you know, the icing on the cake is if the input is interesting. So interesting or even compelling input, but on, let's face it, on a normal day, I'm not exactly the most compelling after like five different periods of teaching French to kids that maybe don't even want to be there. Uh, I'll just settle for interesting. Heck, I'll just settle for you're not staring out the window or trying to, you know, shoot a rubber band across the room. <laughs> so, I knew that that's all they really needed. They just needed to listen. They just needed to read. But there was always something kind of lacking in the fact that we were just kind of like, I was just kind of randomly like, let's do special person for a week. A uh, special person's not doing so well. All right, let's do special person for two days and then we'll move on to something else. Oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll make a one word image. Okay, cool. Well, that was fun, let's do it again. Oh, that one didn't go so well. Hmm, what can we do now? Oh, I don't know. I'll just jump on the good old internet and do a quick search. And I'll just search up every single blog that's ever been written about CI like ever by anyone in the last 15 years. The problem is with looking up blogs all the time is I still didn't really know how all those things fit together. And maybe I would have just kept on teaching that way for a long time and not really worried about like fitting everything into a schedule if I hadn't started thinking about language arts. 
So in language arts, I was fortunate enough to find Lucy Calkins and the Teachers College Reading and Writing Project when I was a very beginning teacher. I went to Lucy the summer between my first and second year of teaching English language arts. And that was a moment that has changed the course of my teaching life forever. It gave me a structure and it gave me a direction and it gave me a pathway to get there. And it gave me tools to measure and assess when I got there. In English language arts, it's a lot like world language. Our standards are basically like get them to be stronger readers, get them to be stronger writers, get them to be stronger thinkers and stronger communicators. And my first year of teaching English language arts, I was floundering. I didn't have any structure, really, and I was reinventing the wheel every single day. Sound familiar? That's what's happening for a lot of world language teachers, especially because for us, this transition or this big shift in our instruction is so new for us. And so I started thinking about how to bring in some of that structure into world language. Because when I really started scratching the surface, I started to realize that world language and English language arts have a lot in common. Our goal is also to build stronger readers, stronger writers, stronger communicators. It's just that we're kind of starting over from ground zero and taking baby steps into communication and literacy in the second language. So what are the long-term goals that I set out in these cycles of instruction? So the real long-term goal is, of course, that they're going to be able to uh, open up their mouths and the language just falls right out of it, just like Donna told me so long ago. But that's kind of a really long-term goal. So I have found that it motivates me and it motivates my students and it communicates to my administrators and all the other grown-ups who take an interest in my students' lives. Uh, it communicates more to them if I set some smaller goals. Uh, so the long-term goal is to get them to be proficient in the language. Well, yeah. But the shorter-term goal for me is to give them opportunities to perform in listening, reading, writing, and speaking in ways that make them feel comfortable at the level that they're at. And to change the genre or cycle that we're working in uh, across the year so it's not always the same thing. And so that I have a structure to the year and I know that I can look forward to doing certain kinds of things at a certain point in the year. That's what we always had in language arts. I loved doing narratives in September because we did personal narratives and told stories about ourselves. And it helped me get to know my students and see how they write. And then I loved going back and doing the other narrative unit, like the next narrative unit. Like sometimes we did creative writing or like imaginative narratives. Sometimes we did historical fiction. Sometimes we would study something in social studies and then write historical fiction about that. Uh, we would do a poetry unit. We would do information books. I loved doing information books. They were so fun. I wrote about all kinds of crazy things. One time I wrote about cockroaches. Learned a lot about cockroaches that year. One time I wrote about the subway system in New York. I had just been to teacher's college that summer, and I do love New York. I've written about all kinds of things. I've written stories about my life, uh, and I just would start to look forward to being able to share certain things with my students at certain points in the year. So my long-term goal for my students is to cycle them through 
in language arts and social studies, various genres, and to have a place to put the information that I enjoy teaching, the information unit, and put the stories that I enjoy sharing, the narrative unit, and put the pictures and all the cultural like artifacts or, you know, cultural locations and pictures of various people in, where I can put, you know, where that goes, the description unit. And then to start after all of that, to bring them into starting to make arguments or expressing their opinions, which is the opinion unit. And so what the trajectory for the year is for me at this point in, in world language is very similar to the trajectory in English language arts. They're starting with description. We didn't have that in language arts. I made that up for world language, but it is in the standards that they should be able to describe and narrate in all time frames. So starting with description and spending six weeks on that, and then description actually nests into narration because you can't really write a, a narrative without describing people and the setting. And then that next narrative unit nests or spirals into the third unit, which is also narration. In fact, it's called description within narration. So making our descriptions better. After that, all of that spirals into the information unit because you really can't tell, you can't tell about something and teach about it and inform about it in informational writing if you can't describe it and potentially also say what people say and think about it. Then all of that kind of gets swept up and spiraled into the opinion unit, which is the baby step to argument. So all of the continua and all of the rubrics are opinion and then leading into argumentation. And so opinion, you have to be able to inform to support your opinion. Sometimes you tell a little story to support your opinion. Like let's say your opinion is, I love soccer. You should try soccer. You might tell a little story. One day, my team won a game. We went to Pizza Hut. I had pizza. I felt very happy. My team had a good time. So in opinion, you're actually bringing forward and working with all of this language and all of these functions that you have been working with in the previous cycles. And then the final cycle in Stepping Stones Year One and Beyond is creative writing. And I kind of pictured creative writing as being just another sweep through narrative because most kids want to write a storybook or some type of narration. But some students really love writing opinion and information. And so if I had students who really wanted to do their creative writing project on opinion or, or information, fine, or description, it's fine with me. I don't care as long as they produce um, some type of artifact like the rest of the class. So that's what the Stepping Stones curriculum or program or whatever you want to call it is presenting. Long-term goals that are not so long-term as to just tell students, just sit around and wait and see if you develop proficiency in the language. It gives them small things to work towards, like writing a good description, writing a good narrative, 
And of course, they're not going to write the most beautiful description in the world. They know that. If they're in first year French, they know they're not going to be able to write an amazing description. That's why the continua and the rubrics go way, way down. They, aren't, they might only be able to put together two or three sentences, but you would be surprised. My students, most of them, even those who aren't amazingly talented and gifted, are usually able to write paragraphs about things that they just make up after like five or six weeks of school. But myself, I have found it very relaxing and very rewarding and very like professionally respected by my colleagues, like my administrators, when I can say, we are now focusing on writing stronger narratives. We studied description and now we're working on putting more description into our narratives. Talking in those kind of terms to my students, to their parents and to my administrators has changed a lot. And that's why I am excited to share it with you. Hey, it's Tina here, and I really want you to send me a message. So if you could just please hit the send a message button or go to anchor.fm slash curriculum club slash message, then you can send me a voice recording. Who knows? I might put you on a future episode. So if you could just let me know what you think or what you want to hear from me or how you think I'm doing, or if you have a story to share or a joke, or you want to sing me a song, I don't really care. And here, I'll even bribe you. So by the end of the month, whatever month it is that you're listening to this, at the end of the month, I will go look through all the messages that I've gotten through the month, pick one randomly, and I will give that person anything they want, any one thing at all from our online school at ci-liftoff.teachable.com. So please hit me up, send me a message by hitting that button or go into anchor.fm slash curriculum club slash message.